H A double L O W double E and spells Halloween. H A double L O W double E and spells Halloween. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bree Movie Podcast. I was just singing Halloween. It is a song that I learned in third grade in music class. It was an okay music class. I was a little bitter because the teacher, I loved to sing, but I was a very timid girl growing up. And one time I did try out from one of the leads, but my teacher told me that because I was shy and too quiet, I didn't get it. And I was upset because she based my performance on my demeanor and not my voice. And then she had another young lady get the part and it was the worst. It was, it was not good. I don't know. I think that's the first time I've ever I've ever been like, I was snubbed as a star. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. It is October 9th and it is a Monday. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. It is Indigenous Peoples Day because Columbus is a fart. So we are coming to a conclusion of my paranormal activity recaps. I hope you guys have been enjoying them. If you haven't noticed, there has kind of been a connection between Paranormal Activity 3 and Hereditary. And that connection is that they are both they are both about making deals with the devil for wealth and power and putting their families in pain in order to get that power. And they do make for entertaining movies. And even though this is the same concept in a different format, it still feels like maybe the film directors by always, not always, but by frequently maybe doing this type of theme of, you know, making a deal with the devil for wealth and power and then hurting your family in the process. But um, I feel like that is, I don't know. I just think that's interesting. Wealth. Is money really worth it? Is it worth it? Is money worth it? Is it? That is my lesson for today. Is money worth a demon in your soul? Okay. Is money worth a demon taking your soul? It's not. It's not worth it. It's not worth it, guys. It's not. It's not worth it. Okay, so Paranormal Activity 3 takes place in the 80s, and it is, we are now following Katie and Christy when they were younger, and we open up at Katie's eighth birthday party, and Christy is six years old, and it's a home video camera. We got the cassette cassette tape, the videotape, yes, videotape cassette tape. It's a going. Um, it's really, 
I really like this movie, I think, the best because it takes its time, but also it cuts off unnecessary scenes and it really plays with camera angles. I thought that it was really clever in Paranormal Activity 2 to have multiple screens um, in a home video. But in this movie, they have, you know, the home video camera and another way to film, which is really interesting, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Okay. So Katie and Christy, we remember from the first two, the first the first paranormal activity was about Katie and the second paranormal activity movie was about Christy. And, it, and in both movies, we learn as an audience that they were haunted by this dark figure as a child. So we are seeing them as children. The, this is the prequel, 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 but it also is the finale because by the end of this movie, you know everything that is going on or everything that you need to know. I think it's satisfying. So I think they did a good job. Um, Christy is six. Katie is eight. Christy is, you know, she's a little shy. She's not playing with the other kids at the party. Instead, she is talking um, to a fence, uh, to something we don't know. She, we just see her talking to herself and then we see footage of her mom bringing her in to play with the kids to celebrate her sister's birthday. And the man, and we see who is behind the video camera and it, it is this really attractive man named Dennis, what this movie also does is they make the guy likable. So we have more of an emotional attachment to his fate, I would say. We know that this man who has the video shit is very nice. So he's taking videos around the party and we see Katie and Christy's grandma for the first time. And, you know, she has a grandma vibe. And she's like, hi, it's grandma. I am so, so, so happy to have you as my granddaughters. And and we learn that Dennis is Julie, who is Katie and Christy's mom's boyfriend. So he lives with them at this house Katie and Christie's house growing up is very big. It's very nice. We also learn that Dennis is uh, shoots wedding videos. That is his job. And he has a co-worker. I think it's an indep- independent business. And his name is Randy. So we got Katie and Christie, the girls. We have Julie, the mom. We have Dennis, the boyfriend. And then we have Dennis's friend slash co-worker, Randy, and then we have the grandma. We also learn that Christy has an imaginary friend named Toby. Guys, the demon's name is Toby. Like, that's his name. Toby from The Office, that is the demon's name. He could have picked a more intimidating name. Do do demons name themselves? I'm not sure. 
Yes. So Christy has an imaginary friend named Toby. Dennis is working. He's filming himself working in the garage and he hears a thump or a thud and realize it's coming from the loft where the girls sleep. So their bedroom is, yeah, loft, open space, but it is honestly a very, very cool room. Dennis is looking around for the cause of the thud, and he assumes that it is this electric bear that is a little bit dirty. I don't know. This bear has been places. It's a little out of place. It's a little out of place in the girls' room because the girls' room is like the girls' room. Imagine you're, if you're six, your dream room. I don't know. So in the loft, the girls have a little door that, and when you open it, you realize it's a storage space. I looked it up and these little doors were designed storage spaces for card tables. And they first became popular in the 1950s. Very interesting. So the girls turned the card table storage space into a little club hideout. You see all their, you know, pictures and stuff in it. So after he takes the bear and puts it back up on the shelf, he sees that the little door in the girl's room is open and he opens it, goes inside. It's all dark, can't see anything. And then when he turns around, Christy, little Christy's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I was just, I heard something or ha 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 ha. But it's actually kind of very scary. It's very scary because it's like she could sense that he was in the little storage door without, yeah, I don't know. I Honestly, Christy is queen, but yeah. So... It's nighttime. Julie and Dennis are filming a risky vid. They're making out, they're smoking weed, and then there's an earthquake. And Dennis and Julie are immediately like, we have to check on the girls. Dennis's camera. So it's, so he sets up, yeah, he was doing the sexy video. He set up the camera. They check on the girls. The camera falls down. And when the earthquake stops, dust falls from the ceiling. And then you see it form a a shape. So imagine if I was invisible, but my matter was still there and someone poured grains on my head. So it it would outline my body, but you really wouldn't see the creature or whatever was there. I'm, I'm not calling myself a creature, but you know what I mean? That's what happened. And I think it is one of the coolest shots in the movie. In Paranormal Activity 1 and 2, we don't really see Toby at all. We see shadows, but we don't, like, he doesn't seem physical. He doesn't seem very physical because we see him as shadows or wind. But this is a really good representation of, like, he is like a physical being and he is entering the house. And because he is invisible, he has so much power. The next day, Dennis shows Julie the footage of the invisible man from the dust. 
Julie says to erase the footage and says that he's one of those people that sees things in their food, like the Virgin Mary on toast. After this, Dennis starts setting up the cameras. He puts one in him and Julie's room, and he puts the other in Katie and Christie's room. Okay, night one, September 10th, 1998, 1.42 a.m. Christy wakes up and she runs over to the camera, but she's not really facing the camera. It looks like she's talking to someone beside the camera because her eyes aren't focused towards us and she's looking up and she goes, this is her dialogue. She goes, yeah, probably in their bedroom. Be quiet so we don't wake Katie up. Yeah, kind of. He's really sweet. So we only hear Christy say these things. We don't hear the replies. But from this four-line dialogue, we know that Toby asked, hey, where are the adults? And... We also know that he was asking about her opinions on Dennis, the boyfriend. And Christy goes, he's very sweet. So it's four lines and it tells us so much. Less is more, people. Less is more. The next afternoon, Dennis questions Christy about her waking up in the middle of the night and talking to Toby. And... She tells him he's old like grandma and he's tall and that her and Toby talk about secrets together. But she says if she reveals the secrets to anyone else, she won't be safe. And Dennis asks in a concerned manner, like, is he going to hurt you? And she says no, but that she'll just be in a lot of trouble. Dennis tells Julie, the mom, about Christy and Toby. Julie is not concerned. Um, then this is like the scariest scene in the movie and it isn't supposed or it's, it's the scariest scene in the movie because it like catches you off guard and basically Julie hides in the bathroom and scares Dennis and Randy. And when I first saw this movie on opening day in Rhode Island, when Julie scared Randy and Dennis, it was just like such a. Is it a good timed jump scare? That I kicked the scene in front of me. No one was in front of it. And I broke the hinges on like the back of the movie theater chair. Like that's how much it scared me. So. Yeah. So I think this was Julie's way of poking fun at Dennis, but also warning him, like, you don't want this shit to come out. But she doesn't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm making assumptions. Also, another great thing about this movie is that there are fewer night one, night two, night three, night four. And I think it makes for a stronger movie. It definitely was the most I was engaged in, the movie I was most engaged in out of the three. Okay, night five, September 14th, 1998, 3.27 a.m. 
The girls are having a sleepover in the backyard, intense, kind of like that Arthur book where there was an alien sighting and Arthur decided to have a sleepover so him and his friends could possibly see the aliens that night in the sky while they were in their tents at a sleepover, but that's the vibe. The adults are in the house. Um, While the adults are sleeping, we hear footsteps and the footsteps are pitter-patters. It sounds like little kid feet. And the parents are like, who is running, who is up at this hour? And they go outside and, and we find out that the girls were outside. So yeah, no clue who the little pitter patters, the pitter patter footsteps belonged to. The next morning, Grandma and Julie are cleaning Christy and Katie's room, and Grandma makes a snide comment about Dennis not making money and using Julie's credit card. And Grandma also wishes that Dennis was more financially secure. The camera footage jumps a few minutes, and Julie tells her mom she doesn't want any more kids. And the grandma is like, you've always wanted, you've always wanted a big family. You've always wanted a son. Okay. Do we see the pattern? Do we see the pattern? So in the second paranormal activity, we meet Christy and Christy has a son named Hunter. So now we know if we're talking chronologically, the tale, the tale of the paranormal. He, Christie's son was the firstborn male on their side of the family. And the demon was possessing her. Then Christie's family transferred the demon to Katie. So then Katie got possessed and the demon transferred. Chris, then Katie, because of the demon transfer, goes over to Hunter's house and takes him. So we know already that the grandma was pressuring Julie, her daughter, to have more kids. But she had these two daughters instead. Oh, gosh. It's like freaking insane. This is all so insane, you guys. So this is um, the cool camera angle, camera shot I was talking about. Dennis dismantles a fan. He takes the top part of the fan off and he puts a video camera on the base. And then he puts the camera on top of the base of the fan. And because the base of the fan rotates the camera rotates. So it's in the same room, but we only see like a few seconds of one side of the room at a time. And then something could happen on the other side of the camera. But since the camera is still on this side, do you get what I mean? The camera keeps panning from side to side. So we don't get the full shot, but we we know we are in the same room. So there is this mystery of being in the space, but then having this mystery about the space. Because I think in life, 
like whatever i can't say that right now so night eight it is september 17th 1988 it is 4 a.m and it is 14 minutes after this is 14 minutes after like my definition of standard witching hour so it's a little odd to me so we get our first camera fan night footage and on the camera fan night footage we see christy running around the house climbing on the tables and giggling the next morning christy is painting and julie the mom asks about toby and Christy tells her mom, he told me not to talk about it. And then Christy gets a little attitude and she's like, just ask him yourself. He's standing right next to you. No one's there, but Toby's there. Dennis's friend, Randy, stole books from the library for some reason and gives them to Dennis. And one of the books is titled Malevolent Spirits. And in the book, he reads a segment that says kids are more likely to make contact with spirits and they realize that bad spirits haunt them because they want something. Christy is having some tea with her stuffed animals and Dennis asks her, Hey, can I join? And Christy says, yes, Dennis has received an invite and he tries to take the seat next to her, but Christy is like, that's Toby's seat. And Christy tells Dennis that, you know, her and Toby are just talking secrets like they normally do. And so also, like all paranormal activity movies, there is going to be the date night when the adults leave the house. The parents are out. It's going to be popping. So Lisa, the babysitter, comes over and we see footage of her playing in the girls' room and pretending to be a ghost with a sheet over her, over her head. At 10, 12 p.m., Lisa is in the kitchen and the fan cam is doing its thing. And basically in the scene, Toby is trolling her. And because he didn't like that she imitated a ghost... You see the shot of what it looks like a child standing under a sheet, but the babysitter doesn't see this. We see it because of the revolving camera and it gets right behind her. But right as the babysitter turns around, the sheet falls and she's like, she just is very, very confused because how did a sheet that she was using to imitate a ghost get downstairs when the girls are sleeping? The babysitter is really frightened by this. She is waiting by like the door. She's not even relaxing on the by the kitchen table. She's waiting by the door. She she wants to she wants to get out. Dennis and Randy um, the next day watch footage of Toby trolling the babysitter. And Dennis not, decides not to tell Julie because he knows that it would freak her out and she would probably make him take down the cameras. Night 13, September 22nd, 1988, 2.22 a.m. 
Another classic paranormal activity moment, Christy is in a catatonic state and watches Julie and Dennis sleep in their bedroom for an hour. And then we see Christy talking to Toby and she's saying, no, no, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm going to bed. The next morning, Dennis checks um, where Toby lives, the little door, and sees that a large triangle with a circle has been drawn in crayon. Um, Yeah, it's obviously a witch sign that Toby drew, okay? We find out that Christy is sick with a fever, and basically it is because when Toby made Christy go downstairs, stare at her parents for an hour. She didn't like that. She told him he, she didn't like that. And because of it, he drew the triangle. Then we also find out that Christy is now sick with a fever and has to go to the doctor. So Julie and Dennis take Christy to the doctor and Randy, Dennis's friend, slash coworker comes over to babysit Katie. And Katie is like, hey, want to play Bloody Mary? And it's this game where you go into the bathroom, turn the lights off, and you say Bloody Mary three times. And then you wait a little bit. And then when you turn the lights on, you're supposed to see um, see her. They play it. And they play it in the the girls have like a bathroom in their loft. So they play it there and it doesn't work the first time. The second time it does. And Dennis gets a large scratch along his torso or the side of his body. And you don't see who made the scratch, but you can hear it. And It's also very scary that the scratch happened. It didn't go through his shirt. It just, his shirt wasn't ruined, but his body got scratched by something invisible. And when Dennis comes home, Randy is furious and he's packing up all of his stuff. And Randy tells Dennis that they're not dealing with Casper, the friendly ghost. Dennis is like, okay, I think I should tell Julie what's going on. Dennis shows Julie an occult book and a picture of women. They're witches, you guys. They are witches. And they are in a photo wearing triangle necklace symbols. The same symbol that Dennis found in the girls' room. Um, well, as, as, as Dennis shows Julie this occult book, Christy and Katie are running around the room. And Toby takes hold of Katie's hair and yanks it so hard. She's up in the air. Toby is pulling her hair like a playground bully. And I have a feeling that Toby was maybe more playful back in the day. And the parents are still talking about the, um, the witches. And Dennis tells Julie that they would have these ceremonies. They would have these ceremonies, wait till the girls were old enough to get pregnant, and then they would take their sons. And then the witches would brainwash the girls so they wouldn't remember a thing. 
Tensions are rising with the adults. Julie yells at Dennis and says he plays with cameras all day. And right as the parents are, you know, arguing, Katie, who just got her hair pulled by Toby, tells Dennis that this is all his fault and starting tomorrow, no more cameras. So, 9-14, September 23rd, 1988. Katie wakes Christy up and there's wind blowing in the room. And Chris, okay, Christy tells Katie that Toby's here, but she just needs to ignore it. Toby then drags Katie across the floor, like, you know, when he drags someone by the foot, you can't see him, classic paranormal activity. And um, as he is dragging Katie around, Christy tells Toby to stop and that she will do it. And right as she tells Toby to stop and that she'll do it, he stops dragging Katie around the room. The next morning, Christy asks her mom, hey, can we go to grandma's house? And the mom says, no more ghost talk and we're not going to grandma's house. Then we see footage of Christy running up to the loft room. Katie is in bed. She looks like really scared, but Christy tells Katie she said no. Julie is in the kitchen at this point. You know, the Julie, Julie, the mom hears a knock on the door. She goes to check the door. Obviously, no one is there. And why? And while Julie is checking the door, we, so the camera is following Julie. So we don't see what's going on in the kitchen, only the living room. And as the camera pans back to the kitchen, we see that it's still the same kitchen, but everything looks really clean. And then all of a sudden there's a crash and everything that was not part of the kitchen, like tables, cloths, pots, pans, chairs, just falls from the ceiling. And that is when Julie is like, okay, I think it's time to go to grandma's house. So they're at grandma's house. Grandma's like, hey, she's really excited that they're over. And Dennis brings the camera over to grandma's house. So at grandma's house, the girls are playing dress up in the grandma's room and Christy is wearing a white dress. Uh, She has a veil on and everything's a little bit too big for her because she's six. And Julie, the mom, asks Christy, who's the lucky guy? And Christy goes, Toby. Oh, you guys, she's going to marry to the demon. So in the middle of the night, Dennis wakes up because he hears a car pull into the driveway. It's 1.22 a.m. Um, there's no date specified. It just says September 1988. Yes. So, Ju- so Dennis wakes up Julie because of the noise. And Julie says, oh, like, it's just mom. She's always up at night. She can't sleep. Julie leaves the room to check on the girls. And we know that the girls are literally across the hall. They're very close by. But eight minutes go by and Dennis hears absolutely nothing. After the eight minutes, Dennis goes and checks on the girls, but the girls aren't in the room and neither is Julie. In the dining room, there is a triangle with a circle with crayon, probably Toby's doing. 
Dennis starts like walking outside because this house is huge because he he has to walk outside to get to another part of the house. And when he opens the door to the other part of the house, he sees five or six older women dressed in all black. And he starts running. And Dennis safely gets to the other side of the house and locks the door. So when he gets inside of the original part of the house he was in, he sees Julie floating on top of the stairs. And then she falls and knocks Dennis over. After his fall, he sees Christy and pulls her into a closet. And Christy goes, Dennis, I'm scared. But you know, Christy is already on Toby's side. She's playing Dennis. Dennis walks out of the closet Christy by his side and over by the stairwell, Katie is leaning over her mother's body and Dennis tells Katie to get away from there. But she turns around and she has pointy teeth. So, you know, the demon has got her too. Then an invisible force catapults Dennis 10 feet across the room. He's now very injured and unable to stand. This is the first time since the earthquake in the beginning of the movie, Dennis ignores his camera and starts to crawl, supposedly looking for help. Grandma Lois then walks and Dennis tries to stand up when he sees her, but an invisible force brings him back down. And then Toby kills Dennis. And I'm not going to tell you how because it sucks. It's a bad way to go. And you're just going to have to watch the movie or you don't. So Dennis is dead and Katie takes the grandma's hand and they start walking up the stairs. And then Christy starts to follow them and turns around and says, come on, Toby. And the grandma says, let's get ready. We hear a low growling and then the movie ends. Y'all, thank you so much for listening to my podcast about Paranormal Activity 3. This was a really fun movie to recap. The next movie I will be doing is the last Demon Wealth movie I will be doing in terms of genre for this Halloween series. Um, I'm really excited. Rosemary's Baby is one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day today. See ya.